world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most is the Second Amendment Broadcast of the nation. Happy New Year to all. Cheese is a binding agent. Cheese. <laughs> Are you bringing this up now? <laughs> yes, for those of you not listening, this is December 26th. It's a Saturday. We're taping the show for 27th. And on December 25th, on Christmas Day, I consumed from 2 in the afternoon till 9 p.m. no less than 2 kilograms of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you ate a, a uh, car battery's worth yes, of cheese. Yes, I pretty That's much right. ate a wheel of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't poop. That's good, but you're on Lipitor, so it's good. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so glad the holidays are almost over and I can go back to eating fiber. Oh, my God. <laughs> Although if you eat fiber behind that blockage, I'm not sure no. what's going to happen. Today, I don't want to be around. Today, as Gabe Lugo says, today's a salad kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the ATF. Let's talk about anything other than that. <laughs> <laughs> the ATF, excuse me, the ATF has rescinded the stabilizing brace notice. Now, everybody's calling this a major victory. But what it was was the ATF put online a notice about stabilizing braces, and tens of thousands of people got to comment, concern, ask questions, etc., etc., and the ATF rescinded that notice. So it's a temporary win. Remember, we have a new administration coming in January 20th. Yes, the... Okay? Harris-Biden administration. Correct. So, you know, right now, stabilizing braces, pistol braces, everything else, we're, everybody's really focused on it and on top of it. But I just think it's a temporary thing. I think that it's going to be hit hot and heavy coming back, especially since it's only, a, you know, a sentence that the ATF has to change. They don't have to go to Congress, the executive branch or anything. Right. You know, I believe right. Biden's people will get in there and say, OK, let's let's get rid of this. This will be a great first thing we're going to do because Biden and Harris, within the first hundred days, they're going to pass all these executive orders banning everything. So let's see how that's going to work out. So we're all watching this. Obviously, I posted on social media outlets and stuff, and uh, we'll see what happens. But when you allow the DOJ and the ATF this much arbitrary power by not yes. identifying the, the balance of powers with the three branches of government, and you let alphabet uh, agencies do whatever they want, well, then this is the crap that we have to deal with. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, when you live in a tin pot dictatorship, a.k.a. Banana Republic, this is where we're headed now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, where your vote don't matter. Mm. Vote, vote, that's just a suggestion. We don't yeah, worry right, about that right. now. Yeah, if we didn't, we thank you for your suggestion, but we've decided to go a different route. If if there's any example of how bad it is in our country, 
and this has been going on for for 230 years so but this is by far the most blatant one i've ever seen and I, this is the trillion dollar peasant bill that was just uh yeah that was just introduced unbelievable now there's there's more communication out there today because of social media and the internet and everything because many many years ago bills like this were passed you know in the in the in, dark, in the of, dark night. of night and yeah. you know christmas tree bills they call these because everybody hangs an ornament on them by the way right right and uh so it's it's filled with pork and people people right away when i post stuff like that it's like oh it's not just the democrats i'm like i didn't put a political party the 10 million dollars yeah. that was earmarked to go to pakistan for gender studies was sponsored by none other than lindsey graham republican right. Okay, right. Lindsey Graham. It's a great idea because you know there's there's young women in in Pakistan who still can't open a bank account without their husband's permission. Well, if Pakistan has enough money to make nuclear bombs, I think they should have enough money to study their gender. Right. <clears throat> and listen to me, I'm not picking on Pakistan. I'm picking on every. I don't blame these countries. Oh, would you? Okay, no, I'd if be they there could with my get a piece out. of the pie, I don't blame sure. them. Meanwhile, you're fighting over if the if uh, citizens that haven't worked in ten months are going to get six hundred dollars. Right. Our politicians <laughs> are so out of touch. I've said it a million yeah. times. The young women can't open a bank account without their husband's permission in Pakistan, and here the young women just can't open a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've said it a million times, Sandy, that it's 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 disgusting disgusting that they don't even think about us like 70 no, percent of no, the monies for that have. bill are right. going to stuff for for museums that are shut down in the united states 1.4 billion to asian countries 700 million to sudan and i get it you're a politician in duluth minnesota and you get 700 million dollars through sudan i understand that because the sudanese government and their lobbyists have lavishly giving you campaign donations and dinners and trips and junkets and they hired your stepbrother with the IQ of 54 as a consultant for the <laughs> Sudanese uh, tar and feathering corporation for $5 million a year or whatever. Everything is entwined. They're all getting kickbacks and, and they're just continue to sell us out and children and grandchildren for decades to come. And, you know, the media, the, the left-wing media is going crazy. Americans are suffering because Trump refuses to sign the peasant bill. <laughs> Americans are suffering because it's always Trump's fault. And I, I, it's just crazy how any politician like Lindsey Graham can get up and justify a trillion-dollar bill where less than 30% actually go to Americans. We have 8 million people slipped into poverty in the United States since COVID hit. Okay. We have millions of kids that go hungry in this country every day. They go hungry every day. And we're sending trillions of billions of dollars, excuse me, overseas. And this is the stuff we know about. Right. Right. This is right. this is the stuff we know about. Forget about the stuff we don't know about with contracts and stuff that we give these countries and we pay, you know, we pay 17 times the actual value in negotiated contracts or no bid contracts or whatever. It's all a scam. But here's what happens. OK, the reason that we Americans on the left, right and center are not tar and feathering these son of a bitches yet is because the media and the rest of the first tier keep us all fighting amongst each other with identity politics that's right that's what's going on yep it's pro-gun anti-gun pro-life 
pro-abortion, yep. Catholic, Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, uh, East Coast, West Coast, the elites, the rich, the poor. Every while we're all fighting with each other, while the press every day is leading with the bleeding stories, like you say all the time, Sandy, that we all have to hate our neighbors and racism is so ingrained in this country yeah. and this and that and that. While we're all focused on that, man, they're up there spinning the wheel. How much are we going to steal this week? We got them again. That's exactly what's going on. And everybody, everybody needs to wake up because there's two political parties in this country. We the people and them. You're right. And it's straight out of a Marxist playbook because the first thing you have to do is to separate people in groups from one to the other and pit them against themselves. And that's, listen, masters. They're masters at it. Absolutely. They are literal masters at it. Everybody's fighting amongst each other with this. You know, again, it's about religion and and where where you live geographically. You know, because the the people in the in the on the coastal elites they think they're better than everybody. The largest transfer of wealth we've ever seen in this country. Poverty continuing to go up, and these people for the past ten months who haven't missed a paycheck. Or a benefit, or a flight, or a dinner, or a party, or have the balls to negotiate for millions of Americans for six hundred dollars, <laughs> and then they're they're and then they're so hubris they come up to the podium. Oh, we got a deal! Every American's going to get six hundred dollars. Are you kidding me? It's embarrassing. <laughs> And listen, and the, you, the other the other trillion dollars went to other crap other than the people who are hurting here. It's our money. Right. You know, yeah. that's what people forget. Right. We're, you're just redistributing money, money you stole from us. Right. That's right. right. You stole our money from us because all taxation is theft. You stole that's the right. money from us. You take the money from us. And then you redistribute it and you go, okay, we took $100 from Anthony. We're going to give him back 60 cents. And the right. other and the other ninety nine dollars and forty cent we're gonna send to pet projects. Right. Have a nice day. That's what it figures out to, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody listening needs to wake up and spread the word. This is not about Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, socialists, every it's 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 all part of the plan. We're going to continue to get poorer. The potholes are going to continue to get bigger. Infrastructure is going to continue to crumble. Okay, listen, these these governments they do not know how to cut costs, no. so they have to increase taxes. So here's a great one. This was in the Wall Street Journal, Sandy. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. The governors got together. They are all three states because there's so much intermingling. People live in New Jersey, go to Connecticut. People live in Connecticut, work in New York, New York, New Jersey, but the majority, New Jersey to New York, right? Right. So there's a, you pay a state tax in these states. When you live in New York and you work in New Jersey, there's another tax you pay. When you live in New Jersey and you work in New York, there's another tax you pay. Well, since so many people are working remote, not commuting into the city, not spending money in the city, so all of these three governments are in huge deficits. So rather than sit down in a room with their team like a capitalist would and say, okay, we have a $4 billion shortfall, what are we going to cut to make up for that shortfall? Because the people are hurting and we don't have that money anymore and we, we can't just borrow it. Oh, I got an idea. Let's raise taxes. <laughs> so let's invent a new tax. 
So the three states right now are negotiating how to tax remote workers' income. <laughs> of course. Of course. Why not? Okay. So you remote workers out there. Now, I personally know four people who went from commuting to remote workers, and they actually were asked by their company to take a pay cut. And they graciously took a pay cut because for you people that don't understand it, if you live in New Jersey and you commute in a city, four hours of your day is gone. Right. So now your time is invaluable, right? But Not to mention the bridge tolls and tunnel tolls. And parking and, what, and the cost yeah. to eat there and everything. So if you actually, if you lived in New Jersey and you made $50,000 a year commuting to New York, if your boss says, we're going to let you keep your job, you work from home, but we're going to cut your pay to $40,000 a year, most people would take that. In a minute, sure. Because they'd have more time with their family and friends and a little less money, but they'd save it overall. So now these states are hurting. New York collected, where is it here? Three New Jersey residents paid $3.7 billion in New York income taxes last year in 2019. Okay? Oh, my goodness. 87,000 Connecticut residents paid New York $1.3 billion. So that's $5 billion, and it accounts for 10% of all the income tax New York collected last year. Okay? So now, because a lot of those people moved or whatever, but if you're, so if you move to Florida and you're working remotely for Goldman Sachs in the city, we're going to hit you with that tax again. <laughs> How can they cross state lines like that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but they're sitting in a room figuring out, instead of sitting in a room and saying, we have a budget shortfall, things have changed due to COVID, people are working remotely now, so now we have to sit down and we have to figure out how to cut costs. Nope, doesn't even come into the equation on how to cut costs. It's not even in their vocabulary. No, Government no, no, does no. not know that vocabulary. Remote right. workers tax, coming soon to a state near you. You don't think California is going to follow suit? Oh, of course. Seattle, Washington, uh, they're all, they're, everybody's going to follow it. Oh, everybody's gonna, all, the, all the bankrupt, mismanaged, poorly run states who can't figure out what to do. We got a rain tax. We got a sun tax. We got a CO2 tax. We got a carbon monoxide tax. We got a hydrogen tax. Everybody that has to deal with these taxes, okay, it's all a bunch of bullshit. All right, I, I don't. I don't know what to say. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm aggravated. <laughs> I can tell. And then here's what we do. So we increase your taxes. This was from the New York Post. New York City gun permit applications are soaring, but the NYPD is not approving many. So. 9,000 people applied for gun permits since March in Manhattan. Only 1,100 have been approved. Oh, my goodness. Okay, since March 22nd. All right? Only 1,087 applications were approved. Last year in the same period, 2,000 were approved. So they've seen a huge increase in applications, but a huge decrease in approvals. All right? So the dramatic drop, despite an alarming spike in shootings, which are up almost 98% this year, and murders, which have risen 39%, according to NYPD data. People are getting pushed on the subway tracks. People are getting robbed. Rick Moranis got punched out. Uh, one of uh, Harpo Cuomo's staffers, a female walking down Park Ave the other day, a vagrant threw a cinder block, hit her in the back of the head, put her in a hospital oh with a concussion. God. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's this is that it's it's like Escape from New York now. Snake Bliskin is walking around. I thought he was dead. <laughs> so, gun store owners in New York say they were hearing complaints from would-be customers whose application seems to have disappeared into limbo. Okay, they just stopped. what does it matter anyway? Because you can't carry a gun in New no, York. No, but you can possess one in your home. All right, but they they can't they can't get the guns. Okay, so. The politicians are generally against giving licenses to begin with, so it's not a priority, sources said. And, of course, the NYPD uh, did not have uh, a statement to give on this. So a right delayed is a right denied. We all know that. So here you have New York people paying absorbent taxes going through the entire process to get a gun permit, a, 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 a home permit, to have it in their home, possession permit, and... 8,000 of them have not been approved since uh, March. They're just sitting on them and letting them languish. It is disgusting. It's disgusting. All right? It is so typical of, of using, utilizing a public health crisis, uh, or any crisis for that matter, to further your agenda of control. Correct. Correct. Oh, my God. All these people are exercising their constitution constitutional rights slow the presses down yeah. figure out a way that we can further screw with them because we can't have law-abiding citizens exercising their constitutional right and you know all of you libertarians out there and all of you people on i would say the left how do you agree with this how do you agree with this? I understand you might be anti-gun, but aren't you anti? Aren't you pro-constitution? I, I guess it's only when it fits you. Because I would fight and champion for someone on the left who was being denied or delayed their rights. When when someone contacts me and says they're having a hard time getting their permit in Passaic Patterson somewhere in New Jersey, I say to them, email me all your information, and I have a process that I go through. I don't start out by asking them what their political view is right right exactly. i don't care i don't know what their sexual persuasion is i don't know what their political view their marital status i their religion i don't care and if you send me an email i will help you and every week i read those emails off the show right of, of right. people helping. have ever once that i tell you john g sent me a thing and he's a liberal and joe g sent me and they're gay i don't care <laughs> right. all right i don't care but but this is the things that we have to deal with all the time. But see the people, the 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 woke people in this country, they they won't help you if you don't align with them politically. That's correct. That's one of the problems that we have to deal with here. Uh, Rabbi Bendori's been popping around again, by the way. And you I know, saw. Every, yes, yeah, I saw. Everybody needs a rabbi. Every does. Uh, but, you know, talk about permits. Here's another one I got uh, from a Gun for Hire uh, customer, Powell. P-A-W-E-L. Powell? Powell? Great. He says he filled out all his paperwork. Uh, thanks for your time and advice. Can't wait to, to get to the range and try it. I wanted to ask you about membership of the Gun Association. I told him to join ANJRPC to start. Uh, he got U.S. Law Shield. He goes. He wants to help out as much as he can when he gets a chance. He took NRA basic classes here. He wanted the link uh, to donate for you, Sandy, for the uh, veterans. Okay. He's the one that sent me those uh, crazy cigar masks. Oh, great! You know, um, <laughs> that's great. He he offered. He <laughs> loves the staff here so much. He wants to buy all of me and all the staff lunch one day at the range. Which that's gun people are. Yeah. Truly. Exactly right. The, the the best people ever 
Okay. And I do want to thank all the gun people who, especially uh, guys like Jules, uh, who donated a hundred dollars to the cause. <clears throat> and um, I posted that link everywhere. Excellent. And and Lou from Baltimore, Maryland, who donated uh, to the cause uh, twenty five bucks to the cause it from Maryland. Helps. Yeah, it all helps. Uh, anything that anything that you guys can do would be greatly greatly appreciated. These people are just just so appreciative of everything that you can do. And it is uh, GoFundMe. What is it? GoFundMe. Um, we have it. I'll get it. We'll get it for you before, by the end of the show. The we'll, the show. We'll He's killing it. me here, bro. He thinks I know everything. <clears throat> He's always relying on me. <laughs> Ever since he started drinking, you know, it's 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 no. Sorry, I was talking it's to myself. The, Oh. <laughs> so the the sides the Brooks yeah the sides are being drawn in New Jersey. A second recall uh, campaign has been started for uh, Governor Murphy, and basically you have I don't know I guess you have six months to get the signatures. The guys down at Attila's Gym and a few other people uh, put this uh, campaign together, and uh, I'll help them and I'll support it. But uh, you know I'm, we tried one already once before yeah i believe this close to the election we should be really focused on uh, getting them out but right exactly and, and you know what the vast majority of people especially from the left side of new jersey which is most of new jersey really believe that this guy is doing a fantastic yeah, job it's gonna it's gonna be difficult and you know right now it's jack citarelli uh, citarelli against doug steinhardt and uh i'm backing doug steinhardt and uh, just and of course I've gotten crap for it already because if we didn't fight amongst each other in the two way community it, it wouldn't be normal would it uh, because that's that's how the, the other side wins time after time after time after time so while everybody's you know pissing up each other's rope here these are the problems we're going to have Steinhardt has come out as the most pro two A to me the most vocal pro two A. Uh, he's been to my range numerous times. I don't even know what Jack Chitterelli looks like in person, uh, and it's too late now. So uh, you know, I want uh, I want to see Doug win. Is he the best? I don't know. Would anybody be the best in New Jersey? You have to run with some moderate tendencies if you're going to win. That's what Chris yeah. Christie did, <clears throat> right? Yeah, exactly. But I do know Doug Steinhardt added two hundred thousand people back to the New Jersey GOP since he's been the chairman. I know he's been traveling all over the state campaigning. I know he, he spearheaded lawsuits against Murphy for the lockdown through the NJ GOP, which I see people post, what did Steinhardt do to fight the governor with the unlawful? I'm like, well, I kind of remember lawsuits. I kind of remember a lawsuit about the $10 billion borrowing for the budget shortfalls. And all of that came out of the NJ GOP. So, right. you know, people have stupid short memories here. So do your due diligence. Obviously, it's gonna they're gonna primary out or someone's gonna drop out. But right now, I'm a 100% Doug Steinhardt guy. Um, as I get older and get less into this, but I'd like to see uh, right now. I'd like to see Doug win because again, I have a conduit to him and his people, and I always have. And he's always reached out to us NRA types and asked for our advice and everything since him and I started out at that uh, on a wrong foot. But yeah, we both right. ate a little humble pie, and it worked out really well. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick with him. 
And uh, if you don't like it, then F you. I've been kicked out of a bunch of groups. People have been taking down Gun For Hire radio posts and a few pro 2A groups. I've kind of trimmed everything down. I'm, I'm managing my own social media and doing what I have to do. I will still continue to support every single 2A group in the state and every single 2A group nationally, regardless of what the haters and jackasses are saying and throwing back at me. Because I want a win. I want a magazine ban win. I want to go from 10 rounds to 15. And I want a concealed carry case win. And I don't care if the concealed carry case comes out of New York, New Jersey, or California, right, or any exactly. of the lower courts. I don't care. Would I love it to be one of our cases? Hell yeah. But I don't care. I will support those cases. If we could go back to 15 rounds and we get a Supreme Court ruling on concealed carry, my job is done. Okay, my job is done and I'm going to re be ready to bow out at that point. But with all of the infighting and haterade that's out there, don't know if it's obtainable because all everybody wants to do is kick each other's ass. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's where we and it's have been like the, that pretty much forever. Right. I mean, we've always talked about the fact that the, uh, the, the, the fractions within the 2A community is what stops the 2A community from being effective at all. Correct. Correct. So we have to get some behind somebody for the uh, Republican Party. And I believe Jack is the one to do it. So, uh, Jack, I'm sorry. Doug Steinhardt is the one to do it. I don't know anything about Jack. Never been to my range. Never reached out uh, in all the time he was uh, doing whatever he was doing with his political machinations. So I'm going for Doug. And end of story. Hate me all you want i don't care uh so another one scott shtick another right denied right big fan of the show initially it took 61 days to get my fid card with two permits back in july i applied for two more on 11 15 and received the email they were added to the system on 12 15 a month that sucks i work up in clifton and can't wait for the storage lockers to be built a couple more months I would love to leave one of my guns up there so I could practice more. I joined the NRA and U.S. Law Shield. Thank you, by the way. In my own opinion, you have to be crazy not to have U.S. Law Shield. It also, also baffles me that when I took the NRA pistol course, how many new gun owners had no clue about red flag laws? All by yeah. design. Yeah, very true. All by design. Uh, owning a firearm in any state is a huge responsibility. There's so much that newbies don't know. I plan on joining a state uh, pro 2A group, but unfortunately can't afford to join them all. A recommendation would be great, Anthony. I told him, CNJFO, NJ2AS, great, great organizations. Join whichever one you want. But, Scott, we thank you, Scott Stick, because we need more people like you. Um, you. I don't mind being the voice of a lot of gun owners, and everybody does their part. Uh, you'd be surprised. $25, $35 donations do go a long way because all of these organizations are not for profit. Nobody's drawing salaries or anything. So, like 99 to 100% of the money is used in the fight for the game. The more we have, the more people we have, the more letters, phone calls, voters, and everything. It just helps all of us in general. So, thank you very much. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge.
When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. Okay, we're back. What? <laughs> what are you mumbling Rigolta there? Salada, Pecorino <laughs> Romano, Provolone. You're still on the cheese. You're on the, you're on the cheese. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, let's do some housekeeping. Marty housekeeping. has been spoiling the hell out of me. Nice. So Marty's... He's a good man, Marty. You need to go and patronize this man. He's got great food, and he's a good, good person. Marty's Vburger.com. 20% off if you mention Gun for Hire. If you can't come to New York City for an amazing meal, grab a kit and cook it yourself at martysvburger.com. You can pick it up in New Jersey at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Friday. So Marty's been bringing me these deconstructed kits. Yeah. So he brought me a kale salad. And it came with everything. And everything was in second, second, secondary packaging, even like the pumpkin seeds, Sandy. Oh, wow. And the dressing and the little crunchy things that go on top and you put it together and it tastes like it was fresh and made for you at the restaurant 
Even the burger. He sent me a burger, deconstructed with all of the fixing, pickles and everything. Everything's in separate containers. So nothing's wow. getting mushy, squishy or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he sends me a link to the heating instructions. And he has heating instructions basically for for the stove, the microwave, uh, the oven, solar heating, like like <laughs> like everything for every type of meal that they serve. So you go to freaking vegans or you order online uh, and you get the deconstructed stuff. You just put it together. And all the food is deadly, you know, and, and him and his wife, I, I love them. And he's always bringing me food and he just just an overall great guy. And uh, I, he sent me a book, too, on, um, you know, uh, beating and, and uh, reversing heart disease. So great recipes in the damn thing, too. And uh, it gun people truly are the best people, except, they really are. you know, Absolutely, fighting over yeah. an issue or something. Yeah. So, uh, and then don't forget, uh, if you're in New York, New York Tac Defense, NYTAC Defense.com. If you're in the 49 other states, U.S. Law Shield, it, uh, it's, it's invaluable. Uh, stop down and buy a, a copy of Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. It's also available on Amazon. There's a Kindle version. We have copies here at the range. Uh, it makes a great gift, even though Christmas is over. Anybody you know that's a new gun owner should have that book. Uh, if you know somebody that's a uh, uh, existing gun owner and is a little, you know, crazy or doesn't follow all the rules, buy him that book. We also have Nappin's book here. And, of course, Nappin has the Gun Lawyer podcast, which are half hour long right now, and they're phenomenal and explosive and entertaining. And uh, also uh, Knife Rights, the Legal Blade app, uh, Knife Law app 2.0 is available. You should buy it. I think it's $1.99. And uh, we are up to 270 uh, businesses on the quarantine crawl now, Sandy. Uh, my goal is to get 300, and obviously I keep increasing that goal. But right now we're at, uh, yeah, we're at, uh, we're at three, uh, 270 businesses, and they've all seen a huge uptick. And uh, I always post those businesses in my story on Instagram. If you follow me, Gun for Hire, on Instagram, you'll see a picture of me with a cigar and American flag. Whenever any of those businesses post something, I repost it on my Instagram story, and I write quarantine crawl, etc., etc., because we should all be keeping it in the family, so please check it out. Uh, getting down to the wire on my book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. Um, uh, within a month or two, we should see some copies out. It'll first be available uh, at the range, and on. Um, we'll have a webpage set up for it. I'm not going to hit the big box uh, retailers as much as first. I'd like to keep as much in the family and not give Jeff Bezos another billion dollars when I sell. But what am I going to sell, Sandy? You said 30 million copies of my book? <laughs> well, for the first run. Anyway. Is that what you I said? Think, I think that would be good. Yeah. He didn't so answer. Not on the first run. I have so many other letters and stuff. People are killing me. They are killing me. All right, George. Uh, my buddy, George O. Good afternoon, Anthony. Thanks for the shout-out, episode 499. I'm looking forward to helping out any way I can. Episode 500 learning segment. Completely, this is great. I This was so good, I asked George if I could put this in my book, Crime Proof, Sandy. You ready for this, okay. Jewel? Sure. Completely agree with having a blanket in a car. Sandy and I have been advocating black blanket in a car for 11 years now. Yeah, 11 years. So George, yep, George ex explained why. In the winter, way, way too many of us go outside wearing relatively light clothing despite the weather because we use our cars as a coat. 
We're yeah. right. We're in and out of right. our house, the store, right. the mall, etc. And we figure, oh, it's only for a few minutes until we get back into the car. But if we get into a car wreck, run out of gas or some other event that the car won't run, now you're cold, uncomfortable, and depending where you are in the time of day and weather conditions, who knows when help will show up. So George's suggestion says, if you're going to wear your car like a coat, please have sufficient things with you to keep you warm. How do you like that? Wear your car like a coat. Make sure you have something. So in the back, it's funny, in the back of my Range Rover, I have a stocking cap, a baseball cap, a pair of gloves, a raincoat, and a Mm -hmm. black blanket. It makes two of us. Right? And now Tracy (laughs) says I should add a scarf. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Okay? We still have a few gun for hire scarves left over, so I'm going to throw it in. So, George O., you hit the nail on the head if you're going to wear your car as a coat. So I pretty much took it word for word, and I added it to my book, and I gave him him credit for it because I'm a huge advocate of that black blanket in, in the car. A, black absorbs the heat better. B, if somebody looks in your car and your gifts or valuables are covered with a black blanket, blank absorbs the light. It doesn't reflect it back, so it hides shapes and everything. Yeah. So right, if you have yeah. tinted windows in the back of your SUV or car and you have stuff under a black blanket, it's very hard to, to see what's under there. Uh, so, again, huge advocate. Everybody should have one, and you can get a blanket. Cheap, man. You, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just stupid not to have uh, things like that set up. So... Giorgio, ting, 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 big, big A-plus for you. Not a B, an A-plus. So here's another one uh, right here from uh, from Rabbi Bendori. Okay. Hi, Aunt and Sandy. I know you have a lot of involvement with veterans, and I know you frequently provide safety information on the show to help people understand and rec- recognize signs of depression, addiction, and other self-destructive thoughts and behaviors. I recently joined the board of directors for the Integrated Recovery Foundation and both wanted to give you some information about us for referral purposes if needed and also ask if you can make a public service announcement about us on the show. I will be making this every week. As you probably know, but your listeners may not, 22 veterans commit suicide each day and countless others continue to suffer from mental health challenges. Integrated Recovery is committed to providing a biblically-based treatment program to veterans and first responders for the treatment of substance abuse, co-occurring disorders, and trauma, including military sexual trauma for women and men. While based in California, Integrated Recovery is now offering all sessions via telehealth, so veterans and first responders anywhere can benefit. Services are provided without regard to the client's religious beliefs, And while we would prefer to go out of business due to lack of demand, until that time comes, all are welcome. Damn. Most of the board and many counselors have military experience, and all of us are committed to meeting the needs of our veterans. IRF can be reached at, get your pen, ladies and gentlemen, 949-533-6075. Our online, irf22.org, irf22.org. Go on the site. Share it with friends and family, please, okay? Uh, That's where you can go. Please remember that if someone is in imminent danger to themselves or others, you should call 911 for emergency response. Take care of yourself. Uh, RDB, Rabbi David Bendori. So it's IRF22.org. 
this just adds on to what Dr. Optoff sent to us, and I read off two weeks yes. in a row. Everybody should really, really be um, hypersensitive to this because, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a horrible thing that goes on in this country every day, especially with our veterans. But they're all they're for veterans and all uh, first responders, so please uh, pay attention to that. So, Dr. Frank Russo listens to the show every week, just recently retired. Oh, he sent me a letter. I also want to use this as a learning segment. He goes, hi, Ant. Wanted to let you know when you don't see me around for a few months, it's not that I don't love you, but that I ruptured my quadriceps tendon. Oh, God. The one that attaches to the top of the kneecap. And I'm going to be out of action for a while. So, I had just started to run at Garrett Mountain last Sunday morning when I slipped on some wet grass as I was going downhill. My leg twisted violently under me. Ugh. I felt and heard something pop, and as I hit the ground, I said out loud, that was bad. <laughs> okay. I tried to stand back up to hobble to my car, but couldn't get up. So I had to crawl back. Ugh. Okay. Thought I would just climb into my car and drive to the St. Joe's ER, but still couldn't get back up. So I called 911, and an ambulance took me there. That's a whole separate story for another time, but I had it surgically repaired on Wednesday, and I've been limping around the house on crutches. The doc tells me the procedure went well, and it's going to take months of rehab. But eventually, I should be able to get back to normal. So even though retirement sucks so far, <laughs> thank <laughs> God I sold my practice a couple of months ago because he wouldn't be able to work, right? Because he went into yeah. retirement. Anyway, right. I hope you're doing well. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please give my best to the gang. I look forward to seeing you and the rest of them before too long. All the best, Frank. I sent this email out to all the staff, and we all send our well wishes to you, Doc. We miss you. He's a, you know, he, he's here a couple of days a week. Everybody loves him. He's taking every damn advanced class you can think of and uh, just retired, and this is how he's going to spend his retirement. So let's talk a little bit. Doc, when I see you, I'm probably going to kick your ass again because it seems like the way you wrote it up that your phone was in the car and not with oh. you while you were jogging because you had to crawl all the way back to your car to call 911. So I'm a little concerned about that. Uh you know, let's talk about that. If you're out jogging in the woods like Garrett Mountain or something, I believe your cell phone should be with you. I believe you should have some kind of self-defense with device with you as well. But, you know, what if you couldn't crawl, Doc? Uh, yeah, you know, right. maybe I'm wrong. Correct me when I'm wrong in an email. Tell me you did have your cell phone and you were just being a, a man like the rest of us. Like the figuring, rest of us. You know, <laughs> no, I could do I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm going to tough this out because uh, I'm going to crawl back and get my car. But it sounds like you didn't have a cell phone. You need to be prepared. I will, probably wouldn't go on a jog unless my cell phone was 100% charged. I know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Call me anything you want. I don't care. Okay? Because that's how you're supposed to do things. You're supposed to always be prepared and prepare for the worst. Probably wasn't dressed properly. Could have gotten hypothermia. Who knows what the hell would have happened before they would have found you, Doc. Right. So, let's recap. You're not 19 anymore. Okay? And you're not invincible. So, please, we love you and we want to see you back here again. Send me more info in the next email and I'll discuss it some more. Now, my book, I wrote the entire book uh, with help from others, some input. One chapter I did not write at all. 
And the Gun Lawyer podcast is blowing up, and Evan Knappen is the man. And Knappen obviously has his book, New Jersey Gun Law Book, the orange book that weighs 67 pounds. (laughs) And uh, I asked Knappen for one chapter in my book uh, for dealing with the police, Uh, whether you're on a road stop or whether they're coming to your house. Because when we have guns and gun owners in New Jersey, everything's a trap. Yeah. And even police officers do not know the laws. So no. So Knappen wrote a chapter that will be in my book, but I'll give you some overview on it right now. And the chapter is called Helping the Police from Evan Knappen. Okay. It is important to understand how to deal with the police, even though honest gun owners generally support the police and believe that the police are our friend by complying with the police instead of lawyering up can cause major legal problems for the law abiding citizen. Okay, Knappen's been pitching for years. His orange business card on the back says SAC, S-A-C, S, silent. I assert my right to remain silent. A, attorney. I want my slash an attorney. C, consent. Do not make any sign or statements without your attorney's approval. All right, do not consent to a search. So S-A-C. Knappen says, always be respectful, polite, and cooperative. Do not physically resist under any circumstances, all right? But the Fifth Amendment protection against self-incrimination, also known as the right to remain silent, is one of the most important constitutional protections Americans have that many other countries do not grant. Yet naive people in the United States routinely ignore Fifth Amendment protections and bury themselves with explanations. That's an error. Okay? Yeah. When it comes to a criminal violation, most law-abiding citizens are ignorant of the details of the law and its many loopholes and defenses. By opening their mouths, they remove all doubt about their ignorance and usually give the state something not just to use against them, but to twist against them. Okay? So Knappen says, by remaining silent, a person avoids inadvertently incriminating oneself, wiping out potential legal defenses, and assisting the state in often unjustified cases. Always remain silent after being arrested for any reason. Remain silent is the purest form of a self-protection. Remember the old saying, the fish that opens its mouth is the one that gets caught. If you are stopped by a law enforcement officer and asked any questions, your first response should be, am I free to go? If the response is yes, then walk away. If the response is no, then you are in custody and the above rights apply and you have then responded by saying, I assert my right to remain silent and want to speak to my attorney. Okay. Number two, the Sixth Amendment guarantees an individual's right to an attorney. By asking for your attorney and remaining silent, honest gun owners provide themselves with a fundamental foundation for a strong legal defense. Defense attorneys smile when they learn their clients stood firm on the rights. Say, I want my attorney. If you do not already have attorney, say, I want an attorney. Requesting an attorney does much more than simply getting the accused legal counsel. Simply requesting an attorney causes a wall of constitutional protection to spring up. This wall prevents further interrogation by the authorities. After demanding an attorney, statements obtained from further interrogation made without the defendant's attorney present cannot be used by the state as evidence. As long as the person continually asks verbally for an attorney, This holds true unless defendants foolishly waive their right to an attorney, okay? So this is really, really important. Number three, do not consent or waive any rights. A right is, 
a right given up is a right lost. Do not consent to a search without a warrant. Do not sign any statements without an attorney's advice. All citizens have Fourth Amendment right to warrant to a warrant being issued for their person or premises or search. There are exceptions to the necessity for a warrant, and there is a large body of law that exists as to when law enforcement officers have justification or probable cause for a warrantless search. However, whether an exception for the warrantless search exists or not, you should never consent to a warrantless search. Okay? And the key here is consent. If a law enforcement officer insists on searching you, do not resist being searched. Just make it verbally clear that you are not consenting to this search. I do not consent to this search. Just make it clear over and over again. Okay. In some cases, the officer may be allowed to ask you to sign that you have received the summons. This is done to say you don't have to be formally arrested. If stopped while driving, you may be required by law to produce your driver's license, registration, and insurance card. Refusable, refusal of blood alcohol testing is usually unlawful as well. Check your jurisdictions as well. Knappen's not saying to break the law. Right. Knappen is saying to exercise your constitutional rights so that the law enforcement officer and yourself follow the law. When a cop knocks on your door and says, mind if I look around, <laughs> if you say yes, you just consented to a search. Okay? So everything Knappen's talking about here, this has gotten me out of huge trouble. This has gotten countless thousands of people out of huge, huge trouble. Okay? And it's sage advice that must be copied and adhered to and listened to it's in his book it will be one chapter in my book all right do not fall for the media desensitizing us to our rights he says it is unfortunate that our rights are not taught in our schools one would think something as important as this would be a priority but if everybody knew their rights and stood on the rights the government would not be able to act in the heavy-handed manner that it currently does do not fall for the trap that has been set by those who who set out to dilute and make ineffective our constitutional rights. Stand on your rights. Millions of men and women have died and sacrificed for those rights. Show them the respect that they deserve by standing on your rights and not foolishly waiving them. Knappen says, we've all heard the Miranda rights given on TV, on various TV cop shows and movies. We have heard them so often that many folks do not even pay attention to what those rights truly mean. The media has so belittled our constitutional rights that many naive citizens simply ignore them. Gun owners cannot afford to ignore them. Always remain polite and respectful when you're asserting your rights, but the key is to assert them. Do not be embarrassed or intimidated in giving, into giving up your rights. If you give up your rights, apart from making your attorney's job defending you that much harder, you will have substantially increased your chance of becoming the next horror story gun law victim that your friends will be talking about while you sit and rot in jail. Okay? Amen to that. Mappin also says it's also advisable to have a criminal defense attorney on call in case you need one. There are a number, number of legal protection plans available for gun owners to protect themselves in which an attorney is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like U.S. Law Shield, uh, NYTAC Defense, which provides, among other benefits, a hotline to reach an attorney at any time. If you belong to such a program, you can immediately say, I want to speak to my attorney, okay? And you whip out the card, all right? And the last thing Knappen says, one last tip. Anytime someone tells you you don't need an attorney, 
that is a surefire thing that you need an attorney. <laughs> an attorney yeah. All right. You got when you have hitters like Josh Prince in Pennsylvania, Evan Knappen in New Jersey, uh, Peter Tillam in New York, Dan Schmutter, and all the other two A lawyers out there, uh, Frank Pisano. Listen, if a cop is giving you the, the runaround and you say, I want my attorney, and mention that name or whip that name, and if, if it's like Knappen in New Jersey, they're going to be like, oh shit. You know, right. I got to, I got to, watch what i'm saying i gotta watch what i'm doing here right now i gotta be on my best behavior remember now most cops are wearing body camps today more and more are so if it's recorded i want my attorney i want my attorney i want my attorney you're good to go all right you you are good to go from that point on too many people you know because listen the majority of us are law-abiding citizens and when something happens and a cop says mind if i look around and you let them look around, and then you're like, oh, man, I forgot. I have two of my father's stick magazines for Thompson, a grease gun that he carried in, in, in World War II or v, early right. Vietnam uh, with other mementos in, his, in my house that I've had for 40 years since Pop Pop died 20 years ago. You were going to jail. Right. You have high-capacity magazines, something that people said, oh, you should you have them? And you'd be like, ah, it's war relic stuff. It was stuff my dad brought home. I don't even have the gun that that magazine goes in, right? What will happen to you? You are going to state's prison. You will yeah. be charged. You will have to make bail. While you're being charged with a felony, you will not be able to go to work. Right. All th these are things people do not think about. That's why you do not consent to a search and you follow Knappen's rules of SAC S-A-C I can't stress this enough Knappen will tell you stories every day people walk into his office and give him a retainer and go I can't believe this happened to me Right. I spent exactly. 55 years of my life as a law abiding citizen and I can't believe that this has happened to me I can't believe how did I get here how did this happen and it happened to me going through a divorce believe me it yeah. happened to me and it's a not a good thing so, one more learning. How much time do we have left? We've got about 10 minutes. Okay, Joey Grimaldi. He wants to do a segment. Ask the Smith. Ask the Gunsmith. He sent an email in. So, Joey, oh, this, nice. is not your, this is not your original idea. Sandy came up with this idea about six years ago. And uh, we were going to start it. And it kind of fell through the cracks. And uh, kind of forgot about it. And now... Uh, we have you reigniting it, which I think is really a good thing. So, Joey had a question asked to Smith. How does a rimfire rifle or pistol work? As I understand, the centerfire rifle pistol has a firing pin and hits the primer and bang. What makes a rimfire go bang? That's my question. Thank you. A really good question, especially for all these new shooters. So, yeah, absolutely. Ri typically, rimfire would be 22 long rifle, uh, 22 shorts, 22 CB caps. And then center fire would be 9mm, 38, 45, 40 cal, 10mm, 308, 223. So two different types of ammo. One thing you really should basic is right, the center, the center fire cartridge has the you can actually see where the cartridge is in the center fire cartridge. Correct. Correct. And you have a firing pin that hits on the center of the back of the cartridge. So hence the term center fire. Most center fire ammunition can be reloaded. The primer can be pushed out, and you can reprime, resize, repowder, rehead, re and make a new round and use that piece of brass casing over and over again. 
A rim fire does not have that. On a rim fire, you have uh, the entire rim has the priming compound on it, and it's basically like a pin fire. The firing pin is more like a shape like a pin, and it can hit anywhere on the rim to fire and ignite that, that bullet and have the round go out of the chamber. And a rim fire cannot be reloaded. It's once. Let's talk about this. <clears throat> Both center fire and rim fire ammunition are types of primer ignited ignition. Primer ignited cartridges fire when the firing pin of the firearm strikes the primer. As the name suggests, I just said it rim fire is on a rim and, uh, 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 and center fire is right in the center. The invention of center fire ammunition is thought to predate rim fire ammunition because pin, uh, uh, pin fire goes back to about 1810 uh, and in 1845 we had center fire ammunition coming out. Most modern ammunition that military millimeter and 556-223 uh, but there are dozens and dozens of different handgun rifle center fire ammunition yeah. so the rim of the rim fire cartridge is very much like an extended widened percussion cap which contains the priming compound because of this design, rimfire ammunition is inherently less reliable than centerfire ammunition. Some of the most popular rimfire calibers include 22LR, long, short, magnum, and of course 17HMR, varmint load. Rimfire rounds are limited to relatively low pressure loads and the spent casings are not reloadable. It is also less expensive to manufacture. That's the key. So it tends to have a lower price per round relative to reloadable centerfire ammunition. In normal times. In nor Not today, yeah. So why use rimfire ammo? The lower pressure loads of rimfire cartridges tend to be popular for small game, varmint hunting, sports shooting, and plinking, but less preferred for self-defense. That's not to say that rimfire ammo can't be lethal to human beings. Manufacturers make round nose and hollow point bullets in rimfire cartridges just like they do centerfire rounds. Rimfire ammo, 22LR in particular, is also the ammunition of choice for the prepper community. It's cheaper than centerfire ammo, lighter to transport, and more of it can be stored relative to centerfire ammunition. Masada Yub for years has been saying 22LR will replace cash should the crap hit the fan. Oh, yeah, absolutely, sure. And I and believe you're that. it now. Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't know if 22 will kill zombies if there's a zombie apocalypse. I don't know if that's legit or not. But uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure about that. I've been zombies always worry me. I told you the other day what scares me about becoming a zombie, right? Right. All the walking. Yes. All the walking yeah, is a problem. I think yeah. I want to be one of those army walking, crawl walking, zombies. Walking, walking, Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Right? Yeah, because you get to rest and lie down. <laughs> <laughs> <It's important. laughs> do zombies? Most importantly, do zombies eat cheese? Uh, probably a, not, but I will probably eat not. Yes, you'll be a cheese eating zombie. Yes, you know? I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh my god, you're killing me. Uh, so, oh my god, you're killing me. Uh, so why use centerfire ammunition? Centerfire shooters also use rimfire firearms as training platforms because of the lower cost. Some manufacturers, for example, have released rimfire variants of the popular AR-15. I've never seen one. These yeah, rimfire AR-15s are great to train with. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. An AR-15 converted to a 22. Yes, oh, I've yeah, seen many right, of right. them. Yeah, the conversion kits. Yeah, right. they cost less and are much cheaper per round to shoot, obviously. So which is better? You know, each one has its strengths and weaknesses, Joe. 
All right. Higher pressure and velocity of centerfire ammunition is obviously going to be more accurate, better for self-defense. Rimfire rounds may not pack the punch of a centerfire round, but because of their small size, you usually have more rounds to you as compared to centerfire ammunition, which is not New Jersey. Everything is 10, 10 rounds. Okay. Right. Obviously, right. you know, you can just hunt small game with a twenty-two or so. Now I've seen more failures in twenty-two ammunition than any other ammunition in my thirty yeah, years. Especially even business. like stovepipe jams and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and failures to fire and the whole right. bit. I've seen right. it. Squib loads. Yeah, I've seen it. So many times, but uh, but that's okay. But twenty two has its place, and you know, for prepping purposes, back in the normal days, twenty two ammo would be less than twenty dollars for a brick of five hundred rounds. Right. And now think about this, uh, Joey. Twenty two LR. You can have a revolver like a Smith and Wesson six seventeen. You can have a Ruger ten twenty two rifle that shoots the same thing out of it so now you have a rifle and a handgun both take the same ammo you could also get a semi-auto like a browning buck mark or something too if you want yeah and literally for twenty dollars you have 500 rounds so if you bought a brick every couple of months before you know it you'd have fifty thousand rounds in your house which the media would say that you had an arsenal can you imagine (laughs) millions of browns Uh, it took the bomb squad seven minutes to get all the ammo out of his house the crazy bastard I used to have lots of that, but I don't know what happened to it. Ayub mm. used to say all the time that if the shit hits the fan, you could use 22LR as currency. Yeah. You can hunt small game with it. If needed, you can use it for uh, small game hunting and self-defense. If Listen, if somebody came to your front door, if you put 10 rounds of 22 into them, they're probably not going to continue to come at you. The right. problem with rimfire ammo is it doesn't have that knockdown. That right. that 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 center fire ammunition has. You know, you hit somebody with a nine or a forty-five, you're gonna a lot more tissue and bone disruption, and maybe knock them on their ass. A twenty-two is not gonna have that effect. So if somebody's running towards you, crazed or on opioids or crystal meth or something, you're not gonna knock them down and kill them. You know, right. you're gonna slow them down. Yeah. So and so, piss them off. Yeah. Again, though, in a family situation, like if you have family in your house your kids can shoot it you know you take your kids eight years old and up shooting 22 rifle they can actually help you with the home defense you know god forbid that something was to happen it's it's available it's there right so it's just something for all of us to think about so that's the big differences between rim fire and center fire and uh you know just google it and look at it you can see pictures of both if you're a new shooter i believe everybody should own a rim fire rifle and a rim rim fire uh pistol whether you like a revolver uh, or whether you like a semi-auto or both, they're great to have. And, you know, we talked about you can get an AR-15 that's in 22. You can right. get many. Uh, you can get yeah. a Glock 44, which is 22 for training now. Yeah, they make a lot of 1911s. You can get in 22, which is nice because you can practice. Now, when you're practicing with rimfire in a range, not only is it cheaper, uh, but you can diagnose yourself better when you're shooting because you use all of the same mechanical and gross motor skills with that rim fire that you do with a center fire, but without the loud explosion. Right. So you can practice for days with much cheaper ammo once it becomes available again. Right now it's not available. And then go back up to your center fire after you've built all your basic fundamentals in. Just again, it's just something for everybody uh, to think about, but I'm a huge advocate of rimfire ammunition for uh, for practice. 
and building your skills up. But a lot of people frown upon it because it doesn't have the big bang of yeah,、uh, right. of centerfire. It's not for men. <laughs> okay, it's not a man's round. BS. Okay, doesn't matter if it helps you improve your shooting. It's good. And you don't have the flinching too. No flinching. No bad habits with 22 ammo. You can diagnose so much better. You're absolutely right. And before we end this year, I'd like to make another call out to all veterans and old people and supporters of veterans and old people. Please, 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 we could use your help, no matter how great or small. Thank you to all the you who have already donated to GoFundMe slash VHS of Ocean County. This community-based organization is the only one. Serving the veterans in Ocean, Monmouth, and Burlington counties in South Jersey, and they are in desperate need of your financial support. And if you also have any extra PPE that is just laying around or that you can spare,、uh, they're in desperate need of that too, as well as gas cards and anything else that might help the visiting nurses get out to see our elders and our veterans. Please help this dedicated staff of heroes to go out and provide care to these people in their homes. Their face is sometimes the only face that that veteran or older person sees in the course of a week. And right now, they need your help to be able to continue to do it. Again, GoFundMe.com/vhsofoceancounty. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Eleven years! Can you believe that? We love you guys. See you next year. Shine.